0: Acts chapter 6, verse 1, if you have it, say, mm-hmm. It says, and in those days when the number of disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring, or some of your translations say, a complaining of those from veal heart. Of course, our church never complains Now, It says of well, the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily administration. Then the twelve called the multitudes of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brothers, look out amongst you seven men of honest rapport, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Before you're seated, shake your neighbor's hand and ask them, do you have life? Then you may be seated. This morning, if you do not know this, we're in a battle. All the warriors should say amen. Now when it comes to battling and when it comes to war, The only way that you're going to know that you are a true warrior is if you get into war. That's what warriors are made for. Warriors are made for war. Right here, right now, you are in a war. You are in a war for even your mind. Some of you are just trying to get your mind right. And what I mean by right is because it was left way back where. Some of you, your mind is still in your past. We're battling for that. Some of you, your mind is still on your hurts. We're battling for that. Some of you, your mind is on your job and how you're going to make the money and how you're going to make ends meet. We're battling for that. Some of you are single. You're battling for a marriage that you don't even have yet. You're battling for that. Some of you, you are married and you're still battling for your marriage. We're battling for that. You and I are in a battle, a battle for the heart, a battle for the mind, and a battle for the soul. What I've learned about the battle is that if the enemy can't destroy you, he will distract you. Now, that's what he came here for, to steal, kill, and destroy. But a part of the theft of the enemy is to distract you. In other words, rob you of your purpose, rob you of your plan, rob you of your destiny. And so here this morning, that's what we are in a battle for. You're in a battle for that, each and every one of us. And what I've learned when it comes to battling is that the enemy, he wants to destroy you, he wants to distract you, and he wants to disarm you. He wants to make sure that you cannot fight in the battle. This is what I've learned, is that an unarmed Christian is like an unplugged toaster. In other words, it never is going to get hot until it's plugged in. If you want to get on fire for the things of God, then you got to get plugged in. Somebody say plugged in. I'm throwing in a little plug right there for Pastor Toby's life group. you got to be able to get plugged in. Now, what's very important is that The enemy wants to do everything that he can so that you and I will not have a voice for this generation. If he can get rid of your voice, then he can get rid of the power. The power is in our voice. And our voice is stronger when we're together. Somebody say together. What I've learned... And what I began to see even throughout my years of ministry is that there's no such thing as a perfect church. Matter of fact, even in the Bible times, even when it looked perfect, it wasn't perfect. See, when you read these scriptures here in the book of Acts, they say the, the lives were being added and souls were being added daily to the church. Matter of fact, they weren't just being daily. They were being happening in a multiplication, not just addition, but multiplication. So in other words, when you hear about churches being added, people are coming to the church right away. You go, man, that's success. That is a successful church. Well, what I've learned about a successful church is that even though it may seem like success on the outside, on the inside, there becomes dilemmas. You know what the dilemmas are on a church that is seeming successful is a church of a dilemma of needs. So in other words, we may grow in size, but we're also growing in needs. Needs have to happen. And it happens all the time. We've had meetings, even when I first came here to this church. For those of you that are not familiar with Victory Outreach Hayward or Victory Outreach Heart, me and my wife, we started pastoring this church in late 2011. When we got here in 2011, There was a church that had a mindset of six, seven hundred people, right? All the leaders already know this. We've talked about this over and over again. They had a mindset of six, seven hundred people because that's what our church was. My father started this church in 1981. He passed away in 2003. And in 2003, I, was, uh, I would help out with the ushering by counting. I was the counter. I was the church counter. In other words, I would count the amount of people here. And I would count our chairs. I still remember we had 331 chairs. I still remember to this day. We had 331 chairs in the sanctuary. And we had double services. So if you were to double 331, because it would pack out, we'd actually add more, it was how much? Come on, mathematicians. 662, right? So we would put the men's home up in the loft area because we just had way too many chairs. So I I always felt bad for the home. But then at the same time, it was a good thing because we had a lot of people. So we would have well over 600. We would have, I I think, well over 700 because we would add more chairs. And if you knew my father, he yes, he would do things legally and then he would throw in things every now and then. So like, but it's legal, it's legal, you know. Because, you know, we fired a party, wanted to make sure we'd adhere, but we were there and we were growing. And so, when my father passed away in 2003, we had double services. We were even, I think, going to, looking forward to going to triple services. I mean, we just had so many people. And in 2003, that's what we had. My father passed, and what happened was the mindset stood there. So, in 2011, we came here, and I remember. We put on this board all the different ministries in our church, and we had about oh my gosh, 50. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I don't know. Maybe not. Somebody can help me here. They were right, right around 50, 55 ministries in the church. But 55 ministries is perfect for a 700-member congregation. It's perfect. But when the congregation is not at 700, it's a little bit less. You kind of get into like, whoa, what's going on here? And you feel stretched. So what you have to do is you have to cut it down. You have to cut things down. Okay, let's make sure where we're, wherever we're at, we need to adhere to those ministries and to the church. So as the church grows, so goes the ministries. What was happening here in the church of Acts is that the church was growing. So as the church was growing, the needs were growing. So as the church grew, the needs grew. So in other words, all of a sudden they started getting in more old ladies into the church that needed help getting into the church so what they do they started a handicap ministry oh we got hey we need it we got that we got some ladies they're coming in they got their canes they got okay we got wheelchairs come on we got more then you get a bunch of people they come in they love sports I want to play basketball okay we got to have a basketball ministry okay so do you see what I'm saying as grows the church so grows the needs we got more people who speak Spanish. All right, we need Spanish ministry. Let's get a, we got more people speaking Tagalog. All right, right, let's get. we need to have a Tagalog ministry. So according to the needs of the church is how the church is going to grow. And that's what was happening here in the book of Acts. So the apostles got together and they said, look, we got all these ministry or we got all these people here within our church. How are we going to meet the needs of this ever-growing church? What did they do? This is what they did. Acts chapter 2, verse 46. I want you to turn with me there. We're going to stay in the book of Acts. I'm going to give you three quick scriptures. You can highlight them. You can circle them if you're taking notes. Acts chapter 2, verse 46. And we're going to kind of jump from here, and you're going to see what I'm talking about. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, it says, And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple. Somebody say, big church. Someone say, big church. And then it says, and breaking bread from house to house, they did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Turn to Acts chapter 5, verse 42. Acts chapter 5, verse 42, it says, and daily in the temple, somebody say big church, and then it says, in every house, somebody say little church, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Now turn to Acts chapter 20, verse 20. It's very important. I'm having you turn to some scriptures here. Scriptures should be a part of your daily bread. Acts chapter 20, verse 20 says, And how I kept back nothing or was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly. Somebody say big church. And then it says from house to house. Somebody say little church. So what was very important, and there's a lot more scriptures, but I just wanted to give you those three. What was happening here is that the church was growing through big church, little church. Big church, little church. In other words, don't deny the fellowship of the saints and the gatherings on the Sunday morning and coming together of the temple, but then also don't deny coming together in little church. For In order for this church to grow, not just numerically, but to grow spiritually, you got to have little church. Are you seeing where where I'm going with this? You got to have little church because when you come here, you're going to see a lot of the big things. We got the sound system and different things that are happening. and Oh, the lights. Oh, this is cool. We got big church. But this is not the only church. You need small church. You need to come together. Break some things down. Some of you are going through some marital issues, financial issues, boyfriend-girlfriend issues, education issues, whatever challenges that are being met at your job that you're kind of coming face-to-face with. How are we going to deal with this? Well, when you come to big church, we have the time of, all right, let's celebrate. Let's, get, let's celebrate the victory of everything that happened Monday through Saturday. That's what Sunday's for. But I still need a Tuesday night little church. I still need a Wednesday night gathering. I still need a Wednesday night heart-to-heart because there's some things that I need within my life. Now, what I want to do is I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to see exactly what I'm talking about, and many of you are going to see these different men and women. Some of you have already connected with them. Some of you have not. So I'm going to give you an opportunity right here right now to see some of the little church that we have with Victory Outreach Heart. This is very important because every single one of these life group leaders, and I'm going to give you just a, a few right now, and then I'll give you a few more later on. This is all the little church of Victory Outreach Heart. Victory Outreach Heart is a Sunday morning and Thursday night gathering, right? But then we have our little church. Somebody say little church. That's what the life groups are, gathering together, where you can meet and talk to Darth Vader. Get the darkness out of them. Bring them to the light. Some of you are laughing right now, but some of you got the spirit of Darth Vader. There's only one way to get rid of that find Luke chapter 5 verse 2 here's the little church are you guys ready all right we're gonna give some little church right now right now I want to introduce to you Pastor Toby and Beverly Uh, give them a hand amen it's Pastor Toby and Beverly and they're gonna share with you where they meet when they meet and also what their life group is all about Pastor Toby and Beverly
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and run that video, Brother David. Praise the Lord. Come on, give Jesus a hand of praise. Amen. Again, my name is Pastor Toby. This is my wife, Beverly. We want to invite you out to our Plugged In Life group. Because just like that video was showing, these things don't work unless you plug them in. A lot of we use these every day, right? And some of us, we're plugging it in multiple times during the day, right? Or is that just me? Because if we don't, what happens? They don't work. They don't do what they were designed to do. And how do you know that God has designed each and every one of us to do something? But unless we plug into that source... Periodically, I'm talking on a regular basis, not on, just on Sundays and not just on Thursdays. If we don't plug in on a regular basis, same thing is going to happen to us. We're not going to work. We're not going to do what God has destined, designed us to do. How many of you guys want to do what God has designed you to do? Well, then you got to get plugged in. Amen? And that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be plugging people in, not into us, but into each other, but most of all, into God. We're going to be plugging into God's truths and a bunch of different stuff. We want to invite you out. We uh, meet right there on Schaefer Road at Sister Anita's house. Stand up, Sister Anita. Come on. She's the hostess with the mostest. Amen. We're going to be meeting right there every Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Everybody's invited. Come on out. It's going to be a great, great time. God bless you.
0: Come on. Somebody say plugged in. All right. Now we also have our San Leandro Life Group. They're going to come. Give them a hand as they make their way. Amen. Amen. Thrive.
2: Hello, everyone. (laughs) Um, So we are are called Thrive. Every Tuesday we have our life group, San Leandro, off of Beecher Street, off of five nine four, and just come here. We would love to see everyone there. You know, I cook great food. (laughs) Not to brag, okay. And uh, but you know. We weren't made to do this life together. God made Adam and Eve, and he made all of us to be together and us to be as one because, you know, the devil throws darts at you every day. And we can't just have church like this Sunday and Thursday. We need church every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know. And all throughout the day, we need to be praying because so if not, the enemy will lie to you. So I'll let my wife speak and carry. Thank you very much.
3: Well, oh, good afternoon, everyone. Um, like my husband said, uh, this life group is about connecting, but and building relationship. But it's about fighting together. It's about standing in agreement together. It's about um, pouring in what God is pouring into us, and just to stay encouraged and to continue to be reminded that um, God is in control and to stand in agreement. And that's what our life group's about. It's about fighting together.
4: Uh, just like uh, Taco Dave, just like Dave and Erica said, <laughs> where um, we we are definitely as it's been instilled within us from our pastors to connect with each other, to fight with each other, to eat with each other, to pray with each other, you know, to talk on the phone with each other. Everything that we go through every single day, we need each other. And in our Thrive Life Group, that's what we do. We do it together. We model it together. And we also, we instill it with those that come to the life group. Amen. So if you live in San Leandro, if you like to hang out in San Leandro, if you, you know, Tuesday nights, you're like, I'm battling. I need to be somewhere. I don't need to be home we want to invite you to come join us every tuesday night at seven o'clock it's a great environment we meet at sister cynthia's house by the greenhouse really simple to get to really easy to get to so again every tuesday night at 7 p.m
0: come on give him a hand amen thrive somebody say thrive now also we have our spanish life group in espanol hallelujah Give them a hand as they make their way. Amen. Corazón, hallelujah. If you haven't figured it out by now, I can't speak Spanish. Amen. But they're they they they're my translators over here. Amen. So just say I know you want to uh, in English. Don't worry about English. Just say it all in Spanish. Say the whole thing.
3: Okay. Uh huh. Uh, nosotros este uh, bueno yo vean en cuanto uh, no agarro aquí vea, la, la, la onda estamos como calmados pero se este uh, asume, agarramos el micrófono se despierta algo en nosotros hermano aleluya so, en nuestro en nuestro live group estamos buscando por personas que quieran hacer historia Amén, so ahí tenemos camisas en la mesa El que quiere hacer historia esta temporada Todavía no se acaba el año Nos han retado para hacer un concierto en español Amén, cosas grandes están por venir ¿Quién vive? Y a su nombre Y a su pueblo Gloria a Dios, aleluya so, Aquí está la información de nuestro Life Group
5: Que Dios les bendiga esta mañana Cuántos están bendecidos ¿Cuántos hablan español? ¿Te puedes poner de pie si hablas español? ¡Aleluya! Somos bastantes Un aplauso a Cristo, amén Pues um, somos el grupo de Español, amén Y cada viernes tenemos nuestros estudios bíblicos en San Leandro A las 7 de la noche en el 12-20 148 Avenida San Leandro, amén. Y esta temporada, si tú hablas español, si conoces que alguien habla español, si eres nuevo aquí, te invitamos a que formes parte del grupo de español. Vamos a estarnos enfocando en la familia porque como dijo el pastor, "Vio Cora". Amén. "Vio Cora". Tenemos que tener corazón para la gente latina, amén. Hay mucha necesidad en la gente latina Hay jóvenes, amén Esta temporada el español se va a estar enfocando en las familias Si tú formas parte esta temporada del español Vamos a estar orando por las familias Por tu esposo, por tu hijo Y vamos a estar visitando tu casa en esta temporada Vamos a estar yendo a hacer un cambio y la diferencia Amén, en tu hogar Cualquiera que sea la necesidad Vamos a estar orando, creyendo, amén Y hablando, aprendiendo que dice la palabra Cómo crecer en Cristo cuando empezamos a venir a Cristo, amén, como cristianos, todos unidos porque la necesidad es grande, hay jóvenes afuera que están muriendo en drogas y alcohol y Cristo te necesita, Cristo te trajo aquí porque tiene un plan, amén, si hablas español, levántate, al final te esperamos atrás, si eres nuevo tenemos una camiseta para ti, para que formes parte de guerreros, amén, que estén dispuestos, amén, aleluya, gloria a Dios.
0: Hallelujah. Come on, give him a hand. Amen. Woo! I don't speak Spanish, but I speak passion. That's a passion. Is that how you say? Passion. Hallelujah. And last one for right now is our treasures life group. That's our Pastor Greg and Debbie. Give them a hand as they make their way. Treasures. Come on. Prince and the Princess, come on. Yes. You want to speak? <laughs>
2: Hallelujah. Um, all of our colleagues pretty much hit on everything what the life group is for, and the reasons why we—it's imperative to go. It's imperative to go. You don't have—you don't hear everything here on Sunday. You can't raise your hands and stop Pastor Esteban and have a question. You know, you're going through a trial or you're experiencing something and he's preaching and you kinda know it applies to you, but you can't raise your hand and say, How do I put that into effect to get victory in life? Well, the life groups are there for us to learn how to get grow in the spirit, grow in the things of the Lord, and do it with victory and joy, amen. And so in Acts two, forty two it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer and usually everybody promotes the food that they're going to have in their life group and I wasn't going to hit on that but I know how valuable the word of God is I know it's the word of God that encourages that will keep us going that gives longevity and it directs and instructs So we will learn about the Word of God. There will be instruction there. And then all of us are called to be a light in the world. So you'll learn how to be a leader in your community, a leader at your job, how to affect your family and friends. Then there's evangelism, how to go out. My Bible doesn't say go and bring to church. My Bible says to go out and make. And so there's the evangelism part. And then, of course, the F the fellowship say koinonia you see she's not here today but i don't have to labor on the food pastor steven said if he ever had a life group it'll be at sister tina's house and that's where we have ours she's a great cook and there's great fellowship amen god bless
0: amen come on give him a hand amen treasures And so the early church, this was their strategy. Big church. Somebody say big church. Little church. Somebody say big church. Little church. It's a rhythm. They go together. You got to have the big and the small. Despise not small beginnings or happenings. It's very, very important. That's, That's what you and I have to do when it comes to that. Big church and little church. Somebody say A rhythm. Now, the rhythm of this church was making sure that everybody came together, but then also everybody grew together. So when we come together, we're able to see each other, fellowship with one another. But in the small church, you're able to identify a few things. Now, somebody say L. L. Someone say leadership. That's very important in the growth of the church, leadership. Because in the leadership, leadership. This is where giftings can be expressed without limitations. Now, sometimes there's a limited number of giftings. I know there's a lot of movement, but don't worry about it. Just focus right here. There's a lot of happenings and giftings that take place here within the church. But in the small church, in the small setting, your giftings are unlimited. Somebody say unlimited. See, here, some of you, you come to church, and in your mind, you sing like Luther Vandross. But when we give you the mic, you sound like Luther lost it all. <laughs> Luther at a loss. Like, oh, please, brother, don't sing. Please, sister, keep your Mariah can't carry a note right now. Just <laughs> keep it there. But in the small groups, sing away. Go for it. Have, have at it. Yeah, you want to sing, sing brother. Sing. Put, put it together. Sing the songs. You can't play. Uh, you can't play any music. It's okay. Learn right there. Play the... Dun, 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 and make a song. If that's the only song you know, just play it, and we'll all sing. We'll just make up a song, and we'll sing to that. Because in this setting, it allows you to grow in your gifts. Matter of fact, when I first started preaching, this is where I first started preaching. I started preaching on two places behind a microphone on a street corner, and behind a little uh, dinner table at a life group. That's how I started preaching. When I first started, because people always ask me, well, how did, how did you start, Pastor? How did you start preaching? Actually, I started preaching there. I would just get the, you know, the dinner table. Some of you guys have those. You get those and you just put it right there and sit down and say, okay, and now we're going to preach. There was just eight of us, nine of us, just a few. But that's where I started. I started learning how to work and how to get in there and set up the chairs and set up the banner, put the songs together and put all these different things together. This is where the leadership of myself grew. A lot of the men and women that you see up here that come behind this pulpit, that get behind this microphone, all of them have started in a small group setting. All of them, they started small. And this is where you grow in your leadership. In other words, it is good to think wise but you don't want to be a smart aleck. The only way to find out if you're actually getting the wisdom of God is, is in a small group setting. That's where it comes from because a lot of people, they always have the right answers, right? They like, oh, I, I know, I know. But when you get in that small group setting, let's really find out if you really know. Is that really good advice? Is that really happening? And that's where the leadership comes in. The leadership allows you to see where you can come together in this small church setting. There was a few... Even churches in the, in the book of Acts, Jason in Thessalonica, he had a small church in Acts chapter 17. Philip's house in Caesarea, he had, a, he had radical folks in his very own home. Lydia's house in Philippi, Aquila and Priscilla, they made their very own house a life group wherever they moved to. Even the jailer's house at Philippi was used as an evangelistic center after he got converted. These were houses in the book of Acts and in the church that became small church. You know what also helped me is actually in the small group, in the life groups, in the small settings is where I got to know my wife. Actually, I should say we're my girlfriend. She was just my girlfriend. We, you know, we had small Bible studies coming together. Because I know a lot of people, a lot of times, you know, we, we got a lot of singles here. All the singles. Singles. That was, single, that was your perfect time right there, right now. All the singles say amen. amen. Now all the singles say it, but look right at me. Say amen. amen. I'm, just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. In the small groups, because a lot of people, believe me, I've, I've actually had, I wish I was making this up, I've actually had people come into the church and tell me throughout the years, they're coming here just to get a good girl. Now, at first, I'd be like, oh, what are you doing? You got the wrong intentions, wrong intentions. But you know what I have learned? It's actually not that bad of an intention. Because if there's any place where you should look for a woman of God or a man of God, it should be in the church. So for all of you that are single, I'm glad you're here. This is the place to look for your MOG. What? I can't believe the pastor. What would you rather me say? Go to the club and look for him? Is that what you would rather me say? Actually go to the connections house. He's right there. He's shooting up. Is that what you want me to say? No, your man of God is right here. Guess where my wife found me? Right here. Guess where I found her? Right there. At the altar. That's where I found. That's, see, this is very important because a lot of times we don't talk about this. But in a small group setting, you could talk about it. It's okay. I want you to have an awkward position and finding out of does he like me? I don't know if he likes me. Did he raise his hand real high? He didn't have his hands real high. He lifted it real high. Okay. When he was singing, he was singing at me. Was he singing at me? I don't know if he was singing at me. When he passed me the cup, was that cup for me? I don't know. Did he want me to pass it? I don't know. Oh my gosh, I'm sweating right now. What is going on? Was I supposed to sit right there? I should sit right here because he was sitting over there. But if I sit right across from him, he's going to look right at me. So I can't do that. I'll sit right over here so that way I can be able. Believe me, I have went through all those feelings in a life group setting. I, want, I should sit next to her, so if I get there early, I'm going to, oh, no, no, I can't do that. We'll now I'm going to get there right at the same time, because if we get at the same time, be, no, I don't know. Because you got to work through those feelings. you got to work through those happenings. And listen, to, to all the, the ladies, I'm to, I, was, I wasn't going to share this, I'm going to share this now. Can I share this right now? I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it. I'm a little crazy. I understand, believe me, in the church, a lot of people come to church as a single, looking for a man of God, looking for a woman of God. Listen, praise the Lord. I'm glad that you're looking. I believe that once you put your eyes on God, you're going to find out that that's where you want your man or your woman to put his eyes on. She'll be looking at God. And that's really how it goes. You, you want to go in that per, uh, formation, that perspective where you want to go running. Somebody say running. As a man or as a woman, if you're a runner, how you're going to know if they're good for you is if that they can run at your same pace. Because if they ain't running, if they ain't moving forward and they're just sitting there and you're trying to pull them, I would be very careful. I'd be very careful. That's why I would say, you know what? Go to a life group. Go for it. Have a good time. Find out about that. Matter of fact, you know, we haven't gotten there yet, but we need to have a singles life group. We really do. We need to have a singles life group where men and women can understand, hey, it's okay to be single and give your life fully over to God. Matter of fact, this is, I want to tell all the singles this. If you're a single man or a single woman here and you have the ability, in other words, if you have the ability, your kids are already grown up, if you got the ability to travel. Travel. Just travel. Go to different places. Find out different cultures. See different countries. Because I'm telling you, the, the, the life that God has given you is an awesome privilege to be able to have. But he, while you're here, somebody say, while you're here, and to all the ladies, this is what I've learned. When you read the scriptures, there's one particular woman who is waiting for her Boaz. Somebody say, Boaz. I read this one time. I thought it was hilarious. I was going to read it to you because I thought it was funny. To all the ladies who are in a hurry to have a boyfriend or even get married, let me just give you a piece of biblical advice. Ruth patiently waited for her mate, Boaz. Somebody say Boaz. So while you're waiting on your Boaz, don't settle for his relatives. Did you know Boaz had relatives? Don't settle for his, his relatives. One of Boaz's relatives, you gotta be very careful. Don't get involved with broke ass. <laughs> Stay away from Poaz. Definitely wanna get rid of lying ass. Stay away from cheating ass. Boaz's third cousin, dumb ass. You don't wanna get around drunk as because there's a lot of guys who are cheap-ass. Stay away from them. You definitely want get, to get away from good-for-nothing-ass, his lazy-ass, and especially stay away from his third cousin beating your ass So you definitely want to wait on your Boaz and make sure he's not beating Yoaz, the Boaz. Tell your neighbor, wait. You know a good place to wait? Life groups. It's a good place to wait. Some of you, you're so used to waiting in the clubs, you're always used to having a drink in your hand, and that's the only way you can even see a Boaz. Right? As long as you're drunk. Hey, he looks good. Oh, no, he don't look good yet. Yeah, he looks good. You can be sober and still wait for Boaz. You can still be sober. See, the other thing that happened in these small group settings was not just leadership and finding out what was going on there within the, the life groups, but also instruction. Somebody say instruction. This is where the teachings would come forth, and it would be, the teachings were like glasses because the moment they would put on the teaching, they could see better. See, sometimes in a larger setting, as somebody had just shared, it's kind of hard to always comprehend every word that comes from behind the pulpit, but in an intimate setting, there is a better focus. In an intimate setting, there is a better focus where you can see and break down the words. And what does he mean? Like some of you even right now say, okay, where's that scripture in the Bible? I need to find out about Ruth and Boaz. I'm going to find that out. Get in the scriptures, find out about it. See what took place. Well, they talk about David and Jesus. Who was he really And Well, I, I heard Jesus, and then I heard Yeshua. Well, what is that? I've heard these different terms. People talk about it at my, at my job. They say a, a Jehovah's Witness. Well, what's the difference between a Jehovah's Witness and a, and a witness for Jehovah? Is that what I am, or is that what we are? What are? Are we Pentecostal? Are we apostolic? Well, what exactly is going on here? And when in a life group setting, in a small setting, you can find out and get the teachings of God. It's very, very important to grow in the things of God. And also, somebody say F. Someone say fellowship. This is where the saints would come together and break bread. It says that they were taking meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. See, they would partake of the Lord's Supper in their homes, and it was a remembrance of the meal of Christ. It was set to be an informal and simple family setting. The fellowship. The fellowship. Now, one thing I've learned is that wherever you bring in food, it's always a great fellowship. We talk about it sometimes, and we bring it out kind of in a humorous way, but yet the truth is wherever there's good food, there's good people. Sister Tina, if you don't, I I think I'm going to go visit your guys' Bible study. When when is it on? Wednesdays? See, ours is on Tuesdays. I think I'm going to have to go. Yes, and cook some ribs. hallelujah. There's something about good food. It brings out the good in you. You want to go, and the fellowship is being able to have that. Somebody say fellowship. The last thing is evangelism. Somebody say evangelism. Evangelism is where they add it to their numbers by preaching the good news. Romans chapter 10 verse 15 says, And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. Someone say big church. Little church. One more time. Say big church, little church. The little church, again, these are the last little churches that we have of Victory Outreach Heart. We showed you a few. I'm going to show you just a few more. One of our little churches that we have uh, within uh, Victory Outreach Heart is our gang, God's anointed now generation. Give them a hand as they make their way. And our youth gang, this is for all our young people. So for those of you men and women that say, well, I have a nephew or I have a niece, uh, and I want them to get connected, maybe they come to church here on a Sunday morning and they're not really feeling it, like, I don't know, the big church. But they're going to, trust me, they're going to love small church, especially with the gang. This is Brother Eric
6: and Erica. All right, God bless you. Um, I'm Eric, and this is my wife Erica right here. So we're part of a team, actually, right there in South Garden. We have a gang team. Come on, give it up for the gang team. (laughs) Uh, If you see them wearing a yellow shirt, they're helping out with the gang. They're part of the gang team. And so we're there in South Garden. About two years ago, Brother Alex and Sister Paulina cracked open South Garden, and we've just had a bunch of young people coming in. And so we're there. We're there every Friday night, and we're building something there. Amen? And so we want you to encourage you. You know, many of you that are here, um, we want to encourage you to come on out. Get plugged in over there. If you know young people, send them our way. We want to be able to help them out. In fact, this month is—we're uh, calling it "Hot August Nights" because every Friday night we got something spectacular planned uh, to to grow this life group and to be able to work there in South Garden. In fact, this Friday night we have our own very own pastor's wife, Sister Jellicoven, right. So, if you want to come on out this Friday night, Saturday we got evangelism, doing street rallies, got a prayer and a barbecue. So, we got tons of stuff planned out. And uh, we're just there. We're there to work with, uh, with young people. Some of you, when I say young people, you think kids. Listen, if you're young at heart, we welcome you. Amen? So God bless you. We want to see you there every Friday night in South Garden. And uh, here's my wife.
7: Um, okay, so once again, we have our, um, our life groups every Friday at 7 p.m. But I just wanted to say something real quick. Um, I know we started in the beginning of the year, and I thought, oh, my God, like, how am I going to reach, like, young kids? Like, I have four of my own, and I know it's hard, like, it's really hard, but I have two teenagers, and I'm like, oh, sometimes I want to ring their e- neck, you know, so I'm like, how am I going to reach all these young kids, and, you know, what if they don't want to listen to me, and this and that, so I thought about it, and I was like, you know what, okay, let's do it. I didn't know how we were going to do it, I didn't know how we were going to keep them, I didn't know how to do anything, but, you know, Alex and Paulina, they, they cracked it open, and we had—we have a lot of young teens there, and I'm grateful for that. So when we, my, me and my husband stepped in, I was like, okay, let's do this. You know, how are we going to do this? What should we do next, and this and that? But you know what? I thank God that everything's coming together. I thank God for the team that's there just even helping us because I refuse to let the enemy come in and try to take our kids from us. I. I just get so emotional because I know the enemy is trying to come in, and I know the enemy is trying to take our kids, you know, whether it be, you know, other people that don't know Christ and, you know, the schools because the schools out there are, you know, they're a little crazy. (laughs) But I refuse to let the enemy come in and try to – try to take our kids from us and try to take our young kids and tell them that, oh, no, it's okay, you know, let's have a drink and let's smoke and let's do this. No, it's not okay. So I'm willing to do anything I can to tell these little young kids, like, hey, you know, let's get connected. Hey, you know, we went to Raging Waters yesterday and we had so much fun. And if we have to do that, if we have to take our young kids here and we have to take our young kids there to get connected, then we're going to do it just to show them that we can have fun in Christ.
0: Come on, give the gang team a hand, amen. So, connect your young people with all these. They're wearing yellow shirts. You can't miss them right there. They all got the yellow shirts all over the place, got that, the Warriors colors. Come on, somebody. And so, uh, connect with the gang. God's anointing right now generation. Another small church that we have is Ignite with Pastor Manuel and Yolanda. Give them a hand, amen. Dakota and A Street, Ignite. Come on.
8: Oh. Dakota, A Street, Ignite, Connect, no. But we just are so excited for uh, our launch. Um, we want to, uh, I mean, it's just, we had a break, so we just want to encourage you to come out and. Join us. And I wanted to just say, I know everybody's talking about food and my husband's going to share a little bit, you know, what our life group's about, but we have somebody good in our life group that can cook. And her name is Debbie Velarde. So we do have a good fellowship. We do have, you know, it's just a time. I honestly could say that it's a time where we connect with one another. We pray with one another that I can actually stand here and say what their prayer needs are because that's how we share with one another. We connect with one another. We share, we, you know, uh, we pray for one another. So I just want to encourage you to come on out to our life group. And as they, everybody's, you know, ours is on Friday. I know other uh, life groups are during the week, but there's no other better time than to start your weekend off at life group. Amen, on a Friday night.
9: Amen. And so once again, we're, we're a stone throws away right here down the street, amen, at Sister Irene's house, 343 Rotary Street. And we're really excited for what God is doing within our life and our life group. And, you know, the Bible says in Luke chapter 24 and verse 30 through 32, it says that two disciples were walking, amen, and the resurrected Christ came along and was walking with them. And the Bible says they sat down, they broke bread and gave thanks, to, you know, to the Lord. And they said at that time that their eyes lit up and they were, they, were, you know, they were able to see what God had for them. And we believe that, you know what, as we come, and, and, and they even said, they said, weren't our hearts ignited as we spoke the word, as we broke bread, and as we gave thanks to the Lord? Wasn't our hearts ignited? And that's what our life group is based on. We believe as we come together, as we break bread, as we read the word and get into the word, that God is going to bring a vision. He's going to allow you to see something you ain't seen in a while. He's going to stir you up once again, get you excited, amen, get you on fire for the Lord, and so that you can do what God has called you to do. Because I now mean, we know God is not done with you. You wouldn't be alive, you wouldn't be breathing, amen, and you wouldn't be here today unless God had something in store for your life. And so I, we want to invite you to come on out. We're going to have a great time, we're really excited because God is going to ignite some new hearts, amen. And we're going we're to reach some new people here in our community for the honor and glory of God. God bless you.
0: Come on, amen. Give him a hand, ignite. Another one of our small church, Real Deal. Somebody say Real Deal. That's really the Real Deal Holyfield. Come on now. Pastor Daryl. is this a Gloria or the Real Deal? Come on.
10: Amen. We're real deal life. How many know life is real? And we're the deal. I'm going to let my Tagalo queen speak first. Amen.
11: Amen. Come and join us. Celebrate the Lord's love and goodness every Friday at 7 o'clock at 25223 Southern Road, Hayward, California. And you know what? We've been experiencing a tremendous, tremendous experience, great experience of the presence of God through worship I love to worship God. And through that, you know what? I have seen a lot of things taking place. The Bible says, signs, wonders, and miracles will take place as we gather together, lifting up the name of Jesus. We've seen healing. We've seen miracles. We've seen life transformed. We've seen deliverance, honestly, truthfully, with my own eyes. Like, wow, this is you, Lord. So if we live up the name of Jesus, gather together in unity, in harmony, and love, Jesus is the real deal. Amen?
10: Amen. When the glory goes up, the anointing comes down. You know, we're Real Deal Life. It's an acronym for realizing everyone is a leader and developing everyone as a leader. Because I believe in all my, with all my heart that we're all called to lead. In whatever arena, whatever area, we're called to be leaders. And what we're doing right now is we're studying a series I'm putting together. I actually have half of it done. Jesus the real deal and because he was the real deal. That's that's who we want to attain. We want to be like Christ. So if if the good thing about our life group, we meet on Fridays. So even if you're going to another life group and you need something to do on a Friday, you're tired of the nightclub scene. Hello. Then feel free to come by. Anytime, seven o'clock we start. Everybody's always welcome. You know, we're gonna have a good good time in the Lord. And I believe that God is preparing us for great things. I believe we're an end-time movement. We're we're getting ready to see Jesus come back for his church. And we got to be prepared. So real deal life. God bless you.
0: Come on, give him a hand. Amen. One last one is our Inspire Young Adults. The team. Come on, give him a hand. Amen.
12: Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, well, you know, we're the Inspire Young Adults. Um, we're a young adult ministry, and but we do Bible studies. We do life group as well. So, you know, uh, like, like the youth, you know, we're a ministry. So we do things throughout the week. We put on events, stuff like that. But on our, on our Wednesdays, Antonio's going to share, this is where we really get connected with people. We build relationships. Amen. Our main purpose is to get you connected with the church. Amen. It is to get you connected in your power spot. You know, even this morning, you might have seen some of our shirts up here on the worship in the kids gang, you know, we just want to feed the people to where God wants to put them so that you can thrive and you can grow in the things of God, amen, we all know that we're called to be leaders, you know, we're all, we all know that we're called to be disciples, amen, and, and we're to be that light, that's why we got the light bulb, right, to shine the light, amen, wherever we go, amen, so we just want, you know, you to come and be a part of it, amen, like Pastor was saying, for the singles, we got a lot of singles in our life group, amen, come on, so if you're single, Come to our life group, amen. Um, But we have a great time, you know, we get into the word of God, amen, we fellowship, amen. We're we're into building lifelong relationships, amen. And like I said, we want to get you plugged in, you know, taking Pastor Toby's thing, we want to get you plugged in to where where you're going to thrive, where you're going to function the best. Amen. Even if that means that we send you somewhere else to a different life group, different ministry, it's okay because we want you, amen, to 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 be inspired, amen. That's our whole thing is to be inspired. So I'm gonna let Antonio share a little bit about our life group, where where we're at, in the time and stuff like that.
13: Our life group is tight, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we we have a good time. We have we uh we get fed the word. We have praise and worship. We have great great icebreakers and. We have a good time, so if you want to come out, it's Wednesday night, seven o'clock. Let me see if I get this right. Five, nine, six, Garin Avenue, Hayward, California. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> and so, um, how many like our t-shirts? <laughs> they look good, don't they? And the best thing about it is they glow in the dark. And so for the first three people who sign up at our table, get a free T-shirt. So sign up.
0: Come on, give them a hand, amen. As the musicians come, the the last one that I want to be able to uh, share with you is with me and my wife. Uh, Give my wife a hand, amen, as she comes. is our marriage life group. And we have a life group for married couples, but then also for those of you that, uh, you know, are maybe engaged as well and looking forward into the future when it comes to getting married. And, you know, we talk about how marriages are the backbone of the church, and it's very much so. And believe me when I say when we're there in, in our life group, we've been able to actually share a few stories uh, you know, share, You know, disclosing some things, you know, personal stuff, stuff that happened with us. We have a wide range of people within our marriage group. We have people that just got married, and then we even have a, a couple in our our church and in our life group they have been married 42 years. They've been uh, celebrating that for 42 years. Come on, give them a hand. That's Frank and Maxine. They just celebrated that. So we have a wide range. And for those of you, now believe me, if you feel connected to. the the treasures or the thrive and you're married, go with that, go with that. Our focus here is you're saying, you know what, I really want to focus and need to focus. Let me me throw that in there. Need to focus on the marriage. If you need, this is not a want. Like, "Ah, I think I'm going to check it out. This is not a check it out uh, life group. I want to make that very clear. It's not a check it out life group because we don't talk about check it out stuff. We talk about some stuff. You know, we get a, little, get a little deep in there on some things. And so if you say, you know what, no, nah, we, we need this. Me and my husband, we need this. And I even want to encourage you to, to all the wives. If your husband doesn't attend here or vice versa, if your wife doesn't attend here, but you say, I want to better my marriage, then this is a good place for you within uh, the big church and within the little church, our together life group.
14: Amen. How many of us appreciate when someone's transparent with you? Right? The word says that when you know the truth, it sets us free. And I believe that God has allowed us to be an example of what marriage is because we're very honest, we're very open with our life, and we've committed our lives to the ministry and to this church as an open book so that if you would have questions, that we would be able to be honest and open and answer whatever it is that you ask. And the word says in Mark 10 9, 10, I believe it says that um, what God has put together, let no man separate. And marriage is not easy. Marriage is not for children. It's not for immature people. It's for adults and a mature mind that's ready to say, I want to be with this person for the rest of my life. But when we commit our lives, how many of us know that there's an enemy There is an enemy that wants to destroy, that wants to divide, that wants to separate, that wants to distract. And I know that God has been with us in these 12 years of our marriage. And it's only been God because we have had some battles where we thought the enemy was coming in and he was having his way with us. But we stood our ground. We said, not today, devil, not this week, devil, not this season, devil. And we stuck it out and we trusted God for our marriage and we believed God for our marriage. And we continue. believe God for our marriage because marriage is not easy if you're not battling in that marriage let me tell you praise God I hope you have a great season but you better be ready because there's an enemy waiting to distract us waiting to divide us and so I believe I'm a very very transparent person for those who know me I want to share my experience I want to tell you what my struggles have been I want to tell you our stories to show you what we went through and how we got through it and how we overcame those situations in our lives. And so I want to challenge you to come. And like my husband said, this is not an option. This is not, well, maybe I'll check it out. No. If you're serious about the commitment in your marriage, if you're serious about striving and thriving in your marriage, if you want a, a, a successful marriage, come to our Life group common experience, not just my husband and I, but we have Frank and Maxine. Wave your hand, Frank and Maxine. 42 years. 42 years. We're not even there yet. We're only 12, but I want 42 years. I want to accomplish something that awesome. How many of us know that's awesome? 42 years. You look at the same person. When I look at Frank and Maxine's post, oh my God, I look at Frank and he adores his wife. He adores her. If you, don't, if you haven't seen his post, he adores her. He's always highlighting her and always saying, what a beautiful wife. And she does the same. And I'm like, man, God, I want to be like that. I want to adore my husband 42 years later. I don't want to wake up and see somebody and look at him and say, oh, he's bald. You know, he's no good anymore. No, I want to look at him. If he's bald, I want to say, God, I just love his bald head. Right? I'm sure Sister Gloria Camber does that with Pastor Daryl. She probably just rubs his, his, you know, scalp. Oh, it's so anointed, right? That's how I want to be. I want to be like that. And so I want to challenge you to come. No offense, Pastor Daryl. We love you. We love you. Um, but I'm, I love my husband. We have been through some tough times, but we've also overcome those tough times. And so we want to welcome you to come and be a part and grow with us, thrive with us, learn with us. Because how many of us know we're not a perfect church, right? We're not a perfect church. However, we want to be a healthy church. That's what we we need in the body is health, right? We want to be healthy. We want to have healthy marriages. We want couples that are willing to stick it out no matter what. So I invite you. um, I'm sorry, I don't know the address, but I have the information in the back in the foyer. So if you do want to come and be a part, please let us know. We'll be in the back taking sign-ups. We'll take your name down. We'll give you a call. And um, we would love to see you there. Amen. I love you. God bless.
0: Give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen.